Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie B. Today we're talking... Magicians. I did finger motions. The real ones or the... I Actually, I don't know out of the occult guys and the guys who do the finger stuff. <laughs> I don't know which one of those is more real. I mean, they're both real guys. They're both real guys. I mean, the ma- magicians with a C are out to trick you. Yeah. The ma- yeah. magicians with a K are like not interested in what you have to think at all. Yeah, they're just gonna. They're just gonna. They're just gonna do shit in their house and not tell you about it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the that's the main separator. Like, if you can't do your little your little uh, what do you call that? Where you have the sheet and you whip the sheet off <laughs> and something you're, is under you're little- it. Do. <laughs> your little handkerchief you thought something was under there and now it's gone or you didn't you, there was nothing under there when he put the when he put the handkerchief over and he pulls it off and now there's a bird yeah fucking little harmonica or something <laughs> yeah, under there right. like and then he says whose harmonica is this it's the rabbit's harmonica that's in his hat <laughs> and the rabbit comes out and goes hee-haw hee-haw on the Monica. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. I'm and not a fan. Do you happen? like? Why did you make that happen? I yeah yeah. There's no reason. <laughs> There's no reason for any of this. Do you like illusionary magic? <laughs> you know what? I mean, I think I go through phases once in a while where I will, if it, if I happen to be somewhere and it's on TV, I'll watch it for like five minutes. Like, didn't we watch some card trick guy? One time. I'm sure we have, yeah. I feel like we've watched Card Trick Guy or something like that before, but I wouldn't call myself an aficionado. Like, it's just, like, corny a little bit, maybe. (laughs) Well, it's very skilled. Uh It takes a lot of practice, and it means that you have to understand human perception on a deeper level. Uh I just don't personally like it. And whether or not I like something is immaterial. Right. And that's something important that everybody should know is nobody really gives a shit and nobody should give a shit what your personal taste is. Mm-hmm. Delivering a monologue that you hate something, n- nobody cares. It's more interesting if you like it. Mm-hmm. Like if you like something and you're like, I would like to share this thing I like with you. That is that is fun for everybody. Or maybe, you know, sometimes it's not fun for everybody, but it's fun for people. It's way more fun than being like, oh, that thing you like, I hate it. (laughs) I think my primary thing is that I know what's going to happen. I know he's out to trick me. Right, right. He's there to be like, poof, there it goes. It's fine. I just know that I'm going to be tricked. Are you, though? Because if you know you're going to be tricked and you're expecting the lady to get sawn in half, is it even a trick? I don't don't think... You succeeded, I guess. I don't think... I think that is... I think sawing a lady in half is like the opening scene of an X Files. <laughs> yeah. And Scully goes, Mulder, you don't really believe that that lady was sawed in half. And then he gives some long explanation. Right. He's like, Oh, and the year 1200 they invented the sawing in half machine and blah blah and something else and then he whips it open and he shows the sod and half thing and then like the lady's waist stump has an alien head in it (laughs) (laughs) ma'am i'm with the fbi i have reason to believe you have a skinny bob in there (laughs) 
We need to take you and get you a bunch of medical tests that don't exist yet. <laughs> so, Natalie, what is magic in the illusionary sense? <laughs> magic, which encompasses the subgenres of illusion, stage magic, close-up magic, and others, is a performing art in which audiences are entertained by tricks, effects, or illusions of seemingly impossible feats using natural means. And it is to be distinguished from paranormal magic, which are effects claimed to be creative through supernatural means. So that would be like, I'm going to summon a ghost. Okay. So the the concept is that the guy is doing it. And I'm just saying guy. There are, there are magicians of all genders, I'm sure. But it's usually some guy. Right. It's a very doodly activity. I think doing something very skilled to try to impress people has a very male energy about it. Yeah. I'm not into impressing people. Like, I'm just, that is, I I prefer people not to look at me. (laughs) I think that becoming skilled at a performing art so that you can perform a piece of music or a dance or a play is a way of sharing an art with people. But I feel like the magic is to make people impressed at you. They're not impressed with the way you did the cards because you're keeping the way you did the cards secret. Mm -hmm. You're being very secretive about this stuff and you're making the actual art of it totally secret because you are trying to direct everybody's attention to you. Right. (laughs) That is why I feel like it is hard for me to appreciate it because... I just start thinking about the guy, like what his deal is. Right. I, you know what? I think another element of it that is not my bag is that the magician guy is always like a slick talker. And like, you know, I'm talking about, like I'm into like slick talking, like, like trying to direct me and doing this and that and trying to manipulate my attention and, and, and shit like that. I don't like Now that. hold this right here. You will see there's nothing in here. Quit. You're diverting my attention, man. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I yeah. know, and then there's going to be something there. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a fire. Oh, oh and then uh, reach into your back pocket. Yeah, I felt your hand on my ass, man. <laughs> yeah, I know you put something in my back pocket, man. You were reaching around back there. Right. <laughs> uh, joke's on you, man. I don't got pockets. But yeah, I'm not in. I, I would probably say I'm not into magic like that. Thinking about this episode, leading up to this episode, though, I kept on thinking to myself, I've been to a magic show before. I've been to a magic show before, but I've had this thought like two or three times. Shows you like how like how quick my attention span is. Yeah. I've had this fleeting thought two or three times this evening, like, oh I've gone to a magic show, but I haven't. I went to the cat circus. <laughs> Which I think has the same energy. <laughs> I liked the cat circus. They really had those cats walking around. <laughs> those cats were like trained as shit. <laughs> just training just training one cat is really impressive to me. But getting like 20 of them that can all hop around and they know what to do. Like he wasn't individually telling them. They knew what they were supposed to do. Wasn't he some Russian guy? Yeah. <laughs> the Russian cat circus. Man, that was the kind of shit we would go to back before the pandemic. I would... That's just kind of stuff I miss. I don't, I, you know, going to a show of a band you like is fine, but you know what that's going to sound like, but anything could happen at the Rare Mineral Show. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) What are you going to find tooling through the bins 
in the discount corner of the coin show. Yeah, you can find anything. <laughs> the highlight is the people you talk to, and then you hear the people talking to each other. It's so, it's so great. Right. <laughs> pen show. I fucking love the pen show. No magicians there, though. I can't. It will always seem like a great loss to me that they have the Central Ohio Pen Expo, and they have resisted for how many years calling it the pen 15 club they <laughs> that was that would have been a slam dunk right i mean that would be a great way for them to sell a bunch of merch <sighs> people slash it on their merch game man central ohio pen association or whatever fuck they needed to get me on on the board man you give me some good pens i'll give you all kinds of good ideas for free but actually you had to pay me pens <laughs> <laughs> It's a little quid quid pro quo is that's a Latin that means pens for ideas. <laughs> I can just I can just give you like horrible ideas like all day long like about whatever you want. You just kind of grease grease me up a little bit, whatever way you're able to. <laughs> you can have them for free. Here's a horrible idea. <laughs> I think as it stands now, they only get serious penheads in there. Right. I think if they widened it and got a more casual audience who likes dick jokes to come in the doors and start paying for pens, I think they could really blow the game up. I think that the dick joke crowd might be surprised at how expensive pens are. Oh, yeah. You think you'd get them in the door and they'd be like, this is preposterous. <laughs> Fuck this. And then we leave. <laughs> but you know what? It doesn't oh, you matter if you paid to get into the pen show. They don't care how long you stay yeah. there. You think they would cuss, though? That's a serious... Hey, fuck! This is a fucking expensive pen! It costs like $86! What the fuck? <laughs> That's what I always say at the pen show. Oh, my... <laughs> it's so sedate. The energy level is like... They're like more sedate than librarians. Right, they are. Because <laughs> librarians are like really energized about information and stuff. I think... They're like very, a lot of the time they're very calm and they're very organized and they have like a very sedate vibe, but the pen people are like way lower energy. <laughs> yeah, I love them. You just walk in and they're like, hey, and you're like, hey, how's it going? And they like do not even try to push any pens on you. No. They're just like, if you want the pen, you, you'll you get it, man. Right, right. Don't say shit like, would you like for me to write your name with this pen? And you sit there and watch him do it for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing that always struck me. That's why I never got into having good handwriting as a kid because it just took so long. It would always piss me off. You'd have to sit there and write. You have to write. You don't have to do it now, I don't guess. But you used to have to write down the stuff that the teacher was saying because they would just tell you and then they mm -hmm. would just keep talking. Right. That's true. So that's like... Teaching. The, yeah. Uh -huh. They would tell you and just keep on going. I feel, I, feel <laughs> like, uh, I feel like they don't do that anymore, but I don't know. I don't go to school. You know, I don't know either. Like, do they write notes on the board? Like, do they have books? Does no one have books? No. No, kids. There's no books? I don't think so. I've never seen her have any books. We should ask her if she has a book at school. I know she has The Outsiders. I had to buy that one, though. <laughs> We're making ourselves sound like awful parents right now. <laughs> but she does. Does no, she know she... how to read? <laughs> Did they teach her that yet? <laughs> I think, no, they actually, they, I am going to brag. They did send something home. She scored as being gifted in reading. 
And then they were like, unfortunately, since it's not some STEM bullshit, we have nothing to offer you. Right. <laughs> She's really good at reading. They're like, well. just keep on reading, son. <laughs> have a good one. Yeah. Um, so she's not going to be putting together Lego robots, I guess. I don't know what those kids do in extracurricular classes for STEM. Yeah, they. Yeah, that they think that's. I think that's what they do. Robots programming. They just. They just get them programming immediately. So yeah. I mean, it's good for her that she I, didn't test into that. Yeah, but I think she did what I did, which was she. She did some programming, and she was like, "Okay, I made the circles." Right there, you go. There it is. Is there anything more to this? And I'm like, well, if you. If you really get into it and you really learn how to program a whole lot of stuff, you could like make a website. And I think she was just like, "Why?" <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to program at all. Like my extent of my programming skills was like I used to be able to do some very light programming on like a GeoCities level, like make my text pink, make it bigger, right? Like a little markup. Yeah. A little HTML. Yeah. But, and then I also, I think I worked through, like, a good number of levels in Swift Playgrounds. Yeah. <laughs> so I made the little guy go through the little map. <laughs> that was it, baby. <laughs> I could I could do a little WordPress, too. I could fuck around with a little WordPress, but that's not programming. <laughs> not how I do it. <laughs> So, modern magicians, right? Yeah. Magic as a modern concept was pioneered by this dude in the 19th century named Jean-Eugène Robert Houdin. Like Houdini. Yeah. And he made it like a popular art form, if you can call it that. And in the late 19th and early 20th centuries, magicians were, like, really popular. And that was considered to be, like, the golden age of magicians. Yeah. And they would perform on Broadway and vaudeville and music halls. And then people kept on doing magic on TV. And now they do it, like, in Las Vegas and stuff. It is, like, not my bag. We were talking about that already. It's not my, That's not really my thing, right? So there is a magazine for magicians called magic magazine <laughs> yeah you and don't say. it curated a list of the 100 most influential magicians of the 20th century and the number one one was houdini yeah he's he the, the guy. guy he's the guy you think of yeah he's the one and um there's other ones also there's a guy named die vernon i don't know who that is i don't know enough about magicians to even know who die vernon is david copperfield like from the book different guy though mm -hmm. i i there was a tv special when i was a kid and they said david copperfield is gonna make the statue of liberty disappear and i was like okay did he i mean i i guess i'll watch this right and uh what he did is he flew in a bunch of helicopters that had I think I may totally be misremembering this because I was a child. But as I recall, <laughs> we sat there and watched it and he had a bunch of helicopters fly in and put mirrors around it. <laughs> and I think my dad was like, this is bullshit. And he turned it off. <laughs> so there may have been more to the illusion. Right. <laughs> we probably can't find a 10 second clip of it, can we? <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> Let's see. David Copperfield Statue of Liberty. Vanishing the Statue of Liberty. April 1983. Really? 
You were a baby boy back then. Jesus Christ. Let's skip to the good part. Oh, there we go. It's gone. Do, 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 do. It's just like aliens. It's just a bunch of shots of people looking up. Oh, it's up. back. Yeah, he just covered it with mirrors and... Is that really all he did? Looks like it. And everyone's like, oh, where is it? They have lights <laughs> shining on it. Where'd it go? I, I don't see it because there's mirrors in the way. Where's my statue? And you know, <laughs> seeing that, it was even worse than my memory because my memory is of, of daytime helicopters flying around the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, right. So the fact that he just did it in the dark, that... That alone could have made a statue disappear. Right. I mean, if I close my eyes, the statue disappears too. <laughs> <laughs> we all know it's still there, so what, what's, all, what's all this bullshittery about? Right? <laughs> so there's a bunch of different kinds of magic if you are a magician, right? Um, there is stage illusions. And so that is when you have like a really huge audience like David Copperfield. And they will use large-scale props, such as the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> and they will sometimes have animals, like tigers and shit like that, right? Like Siegfried and Roy. Right, right. Um, another type is parlor magic, which is done for an audience, but not a huge audience. Now, now hold on. So Siegfried and Roy. Mm-hmm. I thought they just did tigers. I huh? thought that they did tigers. Were they actually like making them disappear and stuff? I don't know. Were they? I never watched. I never <laughs> watched them because I was like, well, those are just they just have all those big tigers. And then the other part is like, well, I know that they were not in danger because they wouldn't. They wouldn't have put it on TV like if something bad happened. So you know, just by it existing, it was fine. And then. It was like 2003 or 2004, something like that. Like one of them got got really badly mauled by <laughs> yeah, one, of the, yeah. one of the tigers or lions or something. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody was like, shit. Uh-oh. Like, <laughs> I assumed they had already accounted for that. I assumed that was not a problem. I thought that we had some safeguards in place. Like, <laughs> I, thought, I thought that the whole tiger danger was an illusion. Right. Right. The fact that it wasn't an illusion and then they were actually in danger the whole time, to me, that means it's not magic. Right, but what, what, were they pulling rabbits out of hats in the middle of it or what? I don't know. He pulled a rabbit out of the tiger. <laughs> and put it in the other tiger. <laughs> you could go You could go back and forth all night. Forever. <laughs> Pull it out. <laughs> all the tigers get to eat rabbits all night. They love it. <laughs> Uh, parlor magic, anyways, like like if you be standing at the same level as the audience, so it is a smaller audience. Street magic, kind of like. Okay. And so. That's where everybody's close up, and you can yeah. flip your cards around, and they're like, "Where did the card go?" Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, they will sometimes say that the phrase parlor magic is pejorative. Oh. And they, they imply that people who do parlor magic are not necessarily professionals. Right? Okay. Um, then we also have close-up magic or table magic. And so that's like the card guy is like Ricky Jay. Isn't he the one we were watching? Yeah. Yeah. And so those are guys who do card tricks and coins and little do-do-do-do-do, like very sneaky little close-up stuff with their hands. They got... Crazy like fingers. the little foam balls, and they're like, you think there's one under here? There's actually two. Now look again. There's none. There's three between my fingers. Right. Now you got one. <laughs> oh, that's the best. Oh, look right at that. Oh, my God. Where hand, the... dumb, dumb. I didn't even. How did that happen? I wasn't even doing the trick. 
you believe it? Everyone's got one now. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Uh, there is, uh, escapology, where it's like, you tie some guy up and he gets out. So that's like Harry Houdini. Like, he was an escape artist. Okay. He gets out of, out of all that, those tied up situations. I could do that too. <laughs> <laughs> I always make it out. <laughs> it's so adjacent to magic that they just looped it in because it's a little sensational thing. Right. But if you really got out of the handcuff and it wasn't an illusion, I don't know. Maybe I'm a I'm a strict constructionist when it comes to like magic and illusions. I feel like if you actually did it, if they if they tied you up and you actually got out of it, that's not an illusion. You're just really good at it. Right, right. But I think sometimes they would do stuff like they would like flex weird. Oh, and okay. like make their bodies like weird in a way so so then they get tied up and then you would like relax and how you normally are and make everything really loose and you just slip, slip out okay okay i think that's how that shit works like so if he got a, if he got like a, a relaxed trick. and nimble guy and tied him up without him knowing what was going on he probably could he probably couldn't get out of it yeah he'd drown in there yeah <laughs> i don't know if they even put him underwater i just assumed that's how that's what they would always do with the cartoons and I just assumed that cartoons stole their ideas from real stuff. Right, right. Or maybe either, real stuff stole their ideas from cartoons. Either that or there was just a real, like, there was a real wacko guy that was horny for drowning dudes. <laughs> Probably. Kept stuff in, <laughs> uh, kept stuff in Tweety Bird and Wiley Coyote and shit all handcuffed into the tank. Right. Like, suddenly, Wiley Coyote's wearing, like, a leather jock strap. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Tom of Finland. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Like that. We can't sell this Tom of Finland stuff in very many places. Like, I got to get a second job doing some little Looney Tune type stuff. We should interview Tom of Finland on the podcast. You we should we, get we can Tom. Get him on? Yeah. Tom. Tom of Finland. Man, I feel like Tom is a name that goes down in history. You've got Tom from MySpace. You've got Tom's of Maine. You've got Tom's shoes. <laughs> you got Tom and Jerry. You got Tom of Finland. <laughs> Tom of Finland. Tom of Finland and Jerry. <laughs> That's how the Looney Tune shit fit together, right, right there. Right. That's how they got him into drawing all the little tied up horny guys. Anyway, so we had the we had to we had to call Tom of Finland. You think he speaks English? Probably. That's the trade off. Is the Scandinavians are extremely racist, but they're very good at speaking different languages. Mm-hmm. Everybody in Scandinavia knows like four languages and zero people that aren't European. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think we can get them on. <laughs> All right, we'll call. He, we'll he call definitely him didn't later. die like fifteen years ago or anything. We'll like that. call him later. <laughs> um, there's pickpocket magicians, which I don't think is magic. No, That's no. When you go around, and you take people's wallets. It's called stealing, uh-huh. stealing and taunting. Yeah, and so they will do it in groups, and then they will be like, "I got your stuff." Right. Yeah. Right. So I don't think that's magic. That's just being a pickpocket. I feel like there's a lot of charlatans that really saw somebody doing some real slick little toss around items, conceal items. You've got the item. They saw somebody doing that little game and they're like, well, I'm good at stealing. (laughs) So that's also magic. Right. (laughs) It's 
magic. How good am I at stealing? Where's your stuff? It disappeared. <laughs> I guess it's not it's not magic if you don't give it back. Right, right. Um, there is mentalism, and that is when you pretend like you have special powers to read people's thoughts and predict stuff. And so it's like you do this stuff where it's like, oh, I'm going to write down on the thing a word about something and then I'm going to call the lovely lady onto the stage and then then you go oh I want you to have a number between one and five okay add that number to a number between four and six and okay draw a picture of a house and okay put the number of your number flowers in front of the house and was your word an elephant and she's like oh my god <laughs> right yeah fooled again right <laughs> that's mentalism <laughs> oh my god how do you know i picked four Mental <laughs> mentalism <laughs> i know that that's probably like a victorian era word but yeah. that is a great way of describing somebody using their mind uh-huh. <laughs> brainiac <laughs> The brainiac mentalist will truly be blowing your mind. <laughs> I am Jean-Claude Robert, the thinkest. <laughs> what you have in your mind, not as beautiful as mine. Think about it. <laughs> uh, there are theatrical seances. Again, I don't think that's magic. That is like charlatans uh, talking to spirits and like knocking on the floor with their feet and yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's just, de but that's just defrauding people. Right. That's not even, that's like a hoax. Right. A hoax and magic, like a fraud and a hoax and it stuff. It seems like the, the line is blurred with magic. Like, are you a magician or are you a criminal? <laughs> like you could be escaping from a straitjacket or you might be a pickpocket or you might be ripping off a grieving widow <laughs> that's all that's why they always dress up like some form of rogue yeah they got a little pirate patch on and like a top hat <laughs> That's a pickup artist. <laughs> That's right. That's why pickup artists and steampunk, those people never look like they're up to any good. And right. Even if they're okay people, they look they look like they're out to fool you. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, I might get fooled by you, dastardly Dan. You look like <laughs> <laughs> You look like you fell out of a train. <laughs> You can't fool me. <laughs> That's one of my. You're spinning your mustache like an asshole. <laughs> I think I think that's one that's one thing that is one of my defining characteristics is I hate to be fooled. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> you really hate to be fooled. Don't. <laughs> I'm very open-minded and I feel like I am somebody who is actively kind. Yeah, you are. And uh -huh. I do not like being fooled. Right. It really makes me feel disrespected on a very high level. I I understand your dislike of being fooled because I feel like it is the same as my refusal to do anything at all that's not dignified. <laughs> I refuse to not be dignified. 
<laughs> here's, here's my proposition. If the whole construct of magic was not about a guy who wanted to make himself look cool by tricking me. <laughs> if yeah. it was a guy who's like, hey, I'm I'm very good at this and I can do these feats with my hands and I, I have all this sleight of hand, I can move all this stuff around, I'm very slick with this and I can do very impressive tricks and they're cool. It's cool on the same level as somebody who practices butterfly knife. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's cool, though. You spin the knife, you're not you do it, and you that, spin though. it, and it goes over the back of your hand. You're like, dude, that's fucking wicked. Do that again. <laughs> right. I do like the phrase, doing feats with your hands. Yeah, that's what it's... Us acrobats do that shit all the time. <laughs> Walking around, upside down. An acrobat, an acrobat isn't trying to fool you. No, but they're doing feats with their hands. <laughs> F E E T. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you think I meant? <laughs> you get it, please? So, children's magic is when you go to a kid's birthday party and someone does some bullshit magic, like pulls the feather bouquet out of their sleeve. Okay. Right? Yeah. There are online magic tricks, which uh, I imagine are probably similar to that thing that reads your mind. Like the Akinator? Yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> You're like, I think of something, and they're like, oh, is it a uh, old or new thing? Is, is it a person? Is it a dog? Oh, yeah. Tw- the old 20 questions. Yeah, right. In 1984, David Copperfield used a Commodore 64 to make a magic show. Just like on the... On the screen of the computer. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> so he made makes like, a turtle. <laughs> he made like, I, you know, still even even though I had an underwhelming experience with David Copperfield's magic when I was a kid, the fact that he claimed to invent computer magic by making a computer display graphics on the screen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh huh. Is is pretty underwhelming to me. Right. Uh, apparently, uh, Pendulette claims that technology will continue to play a role in magic and that there's going to be more online magic. In my opinion, once you put it on the computer, man, it's over. Magic is like a low-tech thing that you have to be doing it in person, otherwise it's not impressive. If you're making it and putting it online, then you're just making videos. And you're... You can't prove to us that you're not doing special effects. Yeah. You could edit it. Uh-huh. You could do special effects. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm not sold on that, Pendulet. I'm not sold on you in general, Pendulet, you smug bucket of poop. <laughs> 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 smug as a bug. <laughs> uh, I don't know the man personally, but his affect is not... <laughs> Is not one that I really like. I wish him the best. I hope he's having a great time and, and like, not hurting as many people as he could. But I will say that his affect is a bit much for me. <laughs> he is smug as smug. All those libertarian guys always have that smug affect that is, like, very, like, off-putting. There's... Something that is very Dunning-Kruger about having a political philosophy that starts with the words, it's so simple. (laughs) 
<laughs> because human behavior is not simple, it's complex. And the fact that they boil it down to saying, just let everybody do what they want all the time. Like that didn't work. We did that for thousands of years. <laughs> Did that for probably hundreds of thousands of years. And I think there's a bit too many people to do that now. Right, right. I would agree with that. Like saying that a disabled person should die because they cannot perform labor is like not really in line with any sort of, you know, organized system of thinking that is designed for people instead of businesses. Right. I mean, if you if that's your feelings on stuff, you could surely fuck off to the woods and leave the rest of us to maintain society also. Yeah. You can go to a place where the laws don't apply to you. If you're by yourself, there's no laws. If you don't bring other people into it, there's no laws. Really. You can do anything you want by yourself. Mm -hmm. If you don't involve other people, there's no laws. Mm -hmm. It's true. That That is my personal philosophy. I can do whatever fuck I want as long as like I don't pull other people into it. If you can do what you want in your house and it doesn't affect anybody else, it's effectively legal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the whole libertarian thing is just a way to be like, why don't we just destroy all of society? Because I feel like I will get more of a leg up that way. All the people who think that way really don't understand what it would be like if we didn't have a society anymore. Like, they think it would be one way, but it's not going to be that way. <laughs> but I digress. So, online tricks are usually, like, card tricks and require the user participation. And there are also ones that are, like, math or geometry or optical illusions. Like, there is one called... Plato's Cursed Triangle. <laughs> I want to, can I look it up? Can I look up Plato's Cursed Triangle? I really am curious yeah. about what this trick is. It's probably He's just, just, it's just, it's tell probably me just a little special thing where you draw a compass and then you're surprised at what oh! it. It's math magic. That's like yeah, math that's magic not, that's not magic. If you, if you draw a figure and you, you put some lines all around and stuff, I just, I don't think it's magic. Yeah. The domain for it is gone. So play those cursed triangle. Maybe, maybe it was truly cursed. Yeah. The curse of Plato. Your website's not here anymore. <laughs> isn't, isn't Pythagoras the triangle guy? I think there were a lot of triangle guys in history. <laughs> He was the big one, though. Did he Plato do anything about triangles? I mean, I'm sure he encountered a triangle <laughs> at some point in his life, we as many do. of us do. <laughs> exactly. I probably, I probably saw a triangle today. Maybe. Did you? Triangles are all around us, Natalie. Yeah. He's one. Yeah, you're making the Illuminati <laughs> sign on your on your forehead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always thought, after that time I was trying to join the Mafia, I was thought i'd get and join the illuminati but that's like a whole different yeah i don't think that they're really a thing i think that it's more of a loose association than a, like masonry where you go to a club in your town and you have a handshake right you eat some chicken yeah <laughs> sounds maybe after uh, i was gonna do some nude yoga not for the nudity you know just to see the people that do the nude yoga and just to like talk with them and uh, i was gonna podcast about it yeah yeah i was uh, <laughs> i was gonna do some nude yoga i was gonna go in a float tank and i was gonna do the float tank just to do it the nude yoga i just thought would make me do the yoga and you'd meet some serious freaks <laughs> yeah but then it would also be like well there's so much other stuff going on, then I won't be embarrassed about 
the yoga itself. Yeah. I can truly, I'll have so much other things on my mind that I can just do all the stretching out and the downward dog and the sun salutation and all the different positions just with my ass out. Your asshole would be pointed at everybody. Yeah, that's the thing. I think I would really, I think it would be like right before you go to the dentist, you brush, I think, same thing. Right. Would you shave your crack? No. Oh, gosh, no. I'm not an astronaut. <laughs> well, anyway, I was going to do that, and then things ever settle down, uh, maybe I'll go and, and join Masonry and see what's oh, going on dope. there. Get a little inside look, and I feel like it's... I feel like there's probably some weirdos there. Yeah, I'm, uh-huh. I always... I won't do anything if there's no weirdo quotient. Well, I heard that if you go into Masonry... If you go into the Freemasons, that the outer orders of Freemasonry are very, like, boring shit, like fundraisers and chicken dinners and stuff. Yeah. All the weirdo shit is in the inner orders, and if you go in there asking about the inner orders, they'll tell you to fuck off. Yeah. Okay. You gotta worm your way Mm -hmm. in. Yeah, you have to make your way through the whole shebang, and you have to, like, prove yourself as being someone who's not gonna talk a bunch of shit, like, on a podcast. Ooh. Look, if I can make it to the free chicken level, that's good, too. <laughs> I'll give you some I free didn't... chicken, baby. <laughs> I didn't even... I never got to any free food level with the mafia. Just... <laughs> Wasn't your mafia name going to be, like, Bobby Badback? <laughs> that's a good one. That's a that's a good one. Wow. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I think that's another one where you can't come in with a nickname. <laughs> yeah, you can't have one already. They have to give it to you. They, yeah, they have to give it to you. You're not going to like it, probably. Here's the strategy. If you're joining the mafia, mm-hmm. which... <laughs> And I would say, I would say do some more research clearly because I never got in. But my idea for joining the mafia is you go in and you give them like you have something weird going on about yourself and you like play it up, right? Uh Like maybe you, maybe you just do something that's not a part of your day to day life. You just go in in the mafia and you go in you always talk to them and at the end of all your sentences you're just like i don't know you just you just bark a little you're like and then they'd be like hey bobby barks yeah and what you doing in here bobby barks you go to bark and i was like yeah 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 the thing is with the nickname sometimes people could give you a nickname that really drills down into the core of yourself right right like they could really just, you'd really have an uphill battle. But if they just start making fun of you for something you don't normally do, that you just only do when you're in the mafia or you're like around a mafia building. Yeah. <laughs> then just, it's cool. It's just a mafia thing for you. Right. It's a little right. bit of like code switching. So right. it's just. <laughs> Flipperoo. <laughs> <laughs> so um we talked about math magic that is like math and magic and it is common with children's magicians and the aforementioned mentalists yeah <laughs> <laughs> my roommate used to hate it when i would call her a math magician she would be <laughs> she would take these college math classes and she'd be like oh it's so hard and then she would get her stuff done and i'd be like you're a math magician and she'd be like shut the fuck up <laughs> 
why would... Never mind, I'm not gonna ask. It never it never hurts my feelings when you call me a mathlete when I when I when I do something. Yeah. When I, you ask me something, some kind of math thing and I figure it out and you call me a mathlete. It's just You are though. It's a compliment. It's a compliment. My mathletic boy. I don't know. What. My sexy calculator. <laughs> Maybe that's my mafia name. I told hey, you. here he comes. It's the sexy calculator. I told you if you joined the mafia, you would need to do something like go and be a bookkeeper because they would hire you. Big. This guy knows how to do spreadsheets and he knows how to do websites. Yeah, I'd end up like the guy who made the website for Heaven's Gate. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, boss, what's what does mafia away team mean? <laughs> Don't worry about the sexy calculator. <laughs> You do your numbers, baby. <laughs> you do them so cute. <laughs> There's corporate magic or trade show magic where they will use magic as a communication sales tool to trick you into buying stuff. Oh, my God. And so they have, like, slimy patter. Like I told you, I hate that. Mm-hmm. Slimy. Hey, look at this. Look over here. Buy a car. I hate that. Right? They, yeah. And they will they will do that to enhance the presentation of products and corporate sponsors. And so you'll be walking down the aisle at a trade show full of pamphlets and tote bags and they'll be like, Hey, do you want to see a magic trick? And then you're like Well, I'm standing here. Hurry up. <laughs> this is my area of business and I'm at the trade show for my type of business. Please continue. Right. <laughs> There is gospel magic, which is like magic about Jesus. And they would do that to make children interested in Bible stuff. There is also Torah magic, which is Jewish magic. That seems just like goes... that's not what you guys would do, but whatever. I think when you're drawing children in, I think they relax the rules a little bit. Yeah. After all, who did the biggest disappearing trick of all time? <laughs> oh, the G's. <laughs> Oh, jeezy. <laughs> there is street magic, which is like David Blaine. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's like, oh, hey, people on the street. Here's this grizzled guy. He's here to make your wallet disappear. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> if a guy comes up to you and does magic, it cannot be that surprising. Now, if I, someone came up to me to try to do magic and they had a camera, I'd be like, just leave. I'm not going to be an asshole on your show. I don't want to be the guy you make look like an asshole on your show. I... If, if you're going to make me look like an asshole on your show, you need to pay me. <laughs> and I'm expensive. I, I will not be like the substrate for somebody on their own little thing to hold me up and be like, I'm cooler than this guy. Look at this guy. He's just a dope. Tricked him. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> That's why I would never go on WebSoup. I don't know if I ever talked about this publicly. Chris Hardwick. Yeah. <laughs> he emailed me a few times and he offered to me twice to go on WebSoup. And I was like, I saw the show, man. You just put on YouTubes and you say the guy in the YouTube is dumb. I'm not going on your show. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, just sign it. Did he call you a princess? Yeah, he called me a princess when I was like, I'm not going on your show, man. I don't give a <laughs> shit. 
I don't give a shit about Comedy Central or your show. And like, I'm well aware that you would just show a clip and then you'd look in the camera and be like, huh? What kind of drugs is he taking? <laughs> what, what is dumb dumb? This guy dumb is dumb. <laughs> you need to make your own fucking content, bitch. <laughs> and that would have been the thing to say. <laughs> your own content bitch i made my content i'm done working now how's that fuck you <laughs> be shitty about it um did you know that there's two kinds of magic black magic and white magic <laughs> is that a fact <laughs> that's right there in my list of facts and it's exclamation mark so you know it's true <laughs> Black magic is when you're doing bad stuff, and white magic is when you're not. Sounds good. Two, there can only be two types of magic. <laughs> well, you could be you could be a street performer and do black magic, in which case you like kill people, I guess. Or you could be a street performer. That would be. <laughs> that would be such an extreme form of magic. <laughs> I thought you were dead, psych. <laughs> Oh, oh, thought you were dead. You're not really dead. Now that... <laughs> That's abusive. <laughs> yeah. I thought maybe a form of street magic where the guy just, he's got a deck of cards and you think he's going to flip around and do ace of spades, but the deck is a gun. We all, we all know what happens. Right. So in 1956, there was a magician who was performing the cut a lady in half trick on TV. And right after he cut her in half, the host ended the show and everybody thought that he accidentally cut her in half. But really, they just ran out of time on the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't get him to go, ta-da! He didn't get to say, ta-da. Yeah. That is the ultimate da, aim da, da, of da, any da, magician. Da. Right. It's, I'm in it for the ta-da. Ta-da is Latin for, and thus the trick has been completed. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is a good fact. Magic always comes at a cost! Exclamation mark. <laughs> is that another magic fact? <laughs> yes, it's on my list. <laughs> Let's see if we've got any more exclamation mark ones. <laughs> in 1989, in, on the Super Bowl, they had the world's largest card trick performed by someone named Elvis Presto. Who was an Elvis impersonating magician? I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Elvis Presto? Yeah, I'm super That's cool. good. I don't remember that. I like that. That may have not made it to TV. Yeah. Here's another good fact. A lot of magicians have earned a lot of money by performing tricks that will blow your mind. Exclamation mark. I'm just going through and picking out all the ones have exclamation marks, man. <laughs> Here's a good fact. You ready for this fact? With 25 years of experience, Steve the Magician will be sure to meet all your expectations, making sure you're picking the funniest, most charismatic magician. We can guarantee your guests will be entertained and incredibly pleased with the performance. That's the fact. It's an ad. Steve For a magician whose name is Steve yeah. the Magician? Yeah. My God, you could have taken the, the craziest, most mystical name and you went with Steve the Magician? I would call him a steve Magician. You just kicked You just kicked him <laughs> up two notches, Natalie. Like, oh, we're going to go and see the steve Magician. Oh, the world's strongest magician is named Ken Simmons and he can bench press 500 pounds, which doesn't sound that impressive. 
That's a lot. Is it? Yeah, that's a lot. I've heard people be like, I can bench press 2,500 pounds. But I think they're lying. I think the world record for benches may be like 1,000 pounds. How much can you bench? 200 pounds. It's over 200 pounds. 250 pounds. I can, I can bench press 245. 245 250 i'll give you 250 you're cute i mean you don't need to round up it's not about <laughs> yeah it's I'll not about bragging up. but i'll round you up <laughs> i think it's a lot harder to be able to bench press 500 than it is to be untrained and slowly work your way up to bench pressing 200 odd pounds yeah i think that requires like an exponential gain in strength right well it's maybe it's just magic or maybe I didn't think about that. He could fucking be lying. Cheating. It could be magic. He could be cheating. Yeah. Did you know that the first performance of Levitation Illusion was in ancient Greece in 400 BC? No, I. You know, I feel like I've heard of people making people levitate in the magic sense, but I don't think I've ever seen it in person. I'll levitate you later, maybe. <laughs> They were doing it in Greek times. I'm sure you can figure it out. I'll do you a Greek time. <laughs> I think that means something different now. Yeah. <laughs> what did you learn today about magic? You know, when it comes down to it, as long as people are laughing and they're surprised and they have a good time, I say, let them do all the magic they want. It's fine by me. <laughs> we'll never know their secrets. And that's what they want. They want us to focus on the stars, such as David Copperfield and Steve the Magician. Uh, here, here's what I got to say to all these magicians. I don't care how you did it. I don't care. You have no power over me. <laughs> Your power <laughs> depends on me paying attention to right, you. Right, and I don't pay attention to shit. <laughs> you know who pays a lot of attention to shit? Oh, Corey Grella. She's a great attention to detail. She is everything you would need in an insurance agent, whether it's making sure you have the right policy for you and your family or just... Making sure the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed on your final contract. She's the one to go to when you want somebody who's going to pay attention to shit. You know what the capital of Ohio magic is? Yeah, it's Harlem Township, Ohio. Oh, God, you can't stand it. It's awful. It's awful how great it is. <laughs> it's truly a terrible sight. It's terribly great and terribly cool. <laughs> Is you're driving across that dam into one of the 18 townships in Delaware County, the excitement builds, and you know it will be released in such a terrible fashion. It's horrifically like, beautiful. <laughs> you will be distracted, and your attention will be drawn away just long enough for some cruel man to substitute two foam balls for one. <laughs> oh, no, what then? What then? What happened to your other ball? <laughs> we'll it's never in know. Your other ball lost in Harlem Township in the forever. Void. In the void. Forever. Uh-huh. Think about it. <laughs> well, if you haven't yet, the best magic trick a person can do is to hit patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. Sign up. $5 a month. You hear all the episodes you've never heard. And you get to join our Discord. And in fact, this topic was suggested by two people on our Discord. Oh, yeah. It was suggested by Weeg and Avocado Award. Thank you for your suggestions. Hit up the topic suggestion channel in our Discord if you haven't yet. Leave your suggestion. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.